0: Alright, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast, by the board, for the board. We hope you enjoy.
1: Welcome to episode 60 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I am your host again this week, Lonnie Weissauer, STL KISS on the KISS FAQ Message Board, And on the show today with me is Ken, 69th Blizzard, Mark, Marcus Almighty, and my favorite, Alex, the bad boy. So we made it through a week of recording and doing the show by ourselves without the boss, and he allowed us to do it again. So I guess we're doing something... Right. Um, I want to thank everyone who listened to last week's show about the reunion tour um, it seemed to generate a decent amount of discussion on the board. So that's really cool. I appreciate the feedback. I always enjoy reading, reading feedback as I'm sure the rest of the guys do and participating in the discussion on your guys' thoughts on the topic of the week. So today... For the show, we are going to talk. There's a little bit of Kiss news, actually. It's been a slow time in the world of Kiss, but there's some Kiss-related news this week, and that was Ace Frehley re- revealing the track list for his covers album that has been discussed for a number of years now. And we did a show early on; it was episode three, where Julian, myself, Jay, and Daniel talked about what kind of covers we would like to hear Ace do, and we finally have that track listing. And we also also have a single. So before we get into the track track listing, um, we have the single for The White Room by Cream. Um, have you guys had a chance to listen to it yet?
2: Yep. Yep, yep. Listen to it.
1: What are your guys' first impressions upon hearing the first track off the album?
0: Well, um, I remember when I uh, woke up early in the morning, I think it was the day it came out and it was about six o'clock in the morning and I had to, I don't know why I was up that early, but anyways, I checked on my phone and I saw that he had released the, the single. So I put it on and I checked it out and musically, I thought it was really well done. I thought the production job was good. Um, I remember that there was a few clips on YouTube where they were talking to the guy who was producing and engineering it. The name who it is slips me, but he's online all the time on YouTube doing these kind of production videos of how to you know, record better drum tracks and this and that for, for people who do studio recordings. And uh, he mentioned offhand that he was working with Ace as well. And there's also some pictures with him and Ace in the studio. And uh, he did a really good job. They did... Musically, it sounds really good. I mean, Ace is let's, let's face it, Ace's records have never really been a victim of bad production or sound. They've always sounded decent. There's always been one Achilles' heel on the Ace album, and that's his singing. I mean, you know, he's he's. Why do you not hate the, Ace? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I don't. I don't hate Ace. I think he's. I think he's good. I mean, he's. He, there's much worse people than him <coughs> Neil young than uh than him but uh Shack you know <laughs> uh, but, but you know it, his singing let's put it this way it's not his best vocal performance but at least he's i think he's kind of gone to the point where he realizes his strength and his weaknesses when it comes to that and smartly he just t- tackled the verses kind of talked his way through it and left all the really melodic parts to i believe it was the drummer at this point that's doing those parts now on the Recording, and uh, he did a great job. The guy who, who I think it, is it, is it Scott Coogan? I think maybe who's doing that, or is that the Matt, Matt Star? Maybe one of those two guys are oh, doing it. Sure. And uh, but whoever did it did a really good job, and uh, it's not a bad single. I mean, it's a way better than the than uh, the Joker. I thought that was the most horrendous cover Ace has ever done, and uh, thank God that you know that's kind of behind us now, and you know. This is a lot better for a single. Yeah.
3: Hey man, you know, the thing that always ruined the Joker for me was just the fact that he didn't say my name is Eugene. That was like <laughs> a lost moment of that <laughs> song right there. <laughs> Some people call me Eugene. I would have done that, and it would have. I think. I think the Joker might have won the hearts of many if they did that. But
0: <laughs> yeah, true. I don't. I wonder if he purposefully took that out because of that. You know, like because of the, his connection with that song from the past, right?
2: Maybe I I listened to the new song and uh, <clears throat> my thoughts on it was yeah the production was was like almost like the original I mean it was pretty darn they nailed it mm-hmm. the production uh, the whole sound and everything um, yes and then vo- his vocals on the on the verses are <laughs> they're ace <laughs> vocals I mean there's, they don't sound anything like the you know the original Cream song uh, from that standpoint. Uh, Except now, it goes into the, the higher part, you know, the, uh, maybe it's in the chorus where he, they sing higher. Um, is that still yeah. Ace? No. Oh, doing that? That's got to be someone else singing No, that. it's a
0: drummer. As right. I was saying before, the I drummer is... the drummer. I think it's Scott Coogan. Yeah, it is
2: Scott Coogan? It is. All right, all right. So, yeah. So, I mean, maybe he should have sang the whole song. Um, in my opinion. But uh, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. It's a good song. Uh, Ace kills it, you know, on his his guitar licks, uh, especially at, towards the end of the song there, right? Um, so it's uh, it was an enjoyable song. I think he did a good job on it.
3: Alex, what about you? Oh me, <laughs> I, I liked it. I was super stoked. I uh, I'm trying to remember. I think I was like up on campus and I was coming home from a class, or um, I was at a study session. And I was coming back and I went on to, you know, I was got on Facebook and there was the post and it was way cool. So I was like, I mean, I listened to it on my way back and I was like, oh flipping way, that's a, you know, a new song for me. Even though it was a cover and I think um, my production of it. Um, I really hope that this. You know, samples what we got I mean it's one song but I hope that this is a precursor to what's going to come I hope the rest of the album has great production like that because I know he's got like different guest people on the album so they recorded it for different times but I really hope the whole album mess together and stuff though, at the same time that it flows really good and it doesn't sound like um, you know he just did 12 songs randomly chosen or whatnot, and just do them all together and stuff so I hope uh, the whole album has a whole feel to it
1: yeah, I hope the production is consistent throughout. Um, I really enjoyed the production of the song. The guitars really sounded fantastic, in my opinion. Um, you guys mentioned the vocals. Ace has never been known to have stellar or dynamic vocals. So, you know, it's it's not totally, you know, it, it, it's Ace Frehley vocal. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not kind of... Win an Academy Award for Best Vocal Track or anything like that. So, um, it, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. It, it kind of reminded, and I, it was kind of unexpected too. I wasn't expecting to get that, that single that morning. Reminded reminded me of uh, when we got the single from Space Invader that we just kind of woke up one morning and and there it was. Kind of the same same strategy. I just kind of unannounced and just bam, there it is. Uh, Nice little surprise in the morning to have a new kiss-related track to listen to and critique or complain about whatever your taste may be. (laughs) So, but it was was nice. I enjoyed it. I hope the album is consistent with the same production throughout and doesn't sound choppy or anything like that. But as far as the album goes, um, we have the White Room by Queen by Cream. (laughs)
4: <laughs> Should have had that
1: beer before we started. Um Street Fighting Man by the Rolling Stones, and I'll give Julian credit because in episode three Julian said it'd be nice for Ace to do a Rolling Stones song, and I told Julian I don't think he'll do it. So Julian, there's one for the boss
4: yep. on that
1: one. Yeah. Uh Spanish Castle Magic, Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Daniel.
3: Daniel credit, yeah.
1: Yeah, Jan- Daniel wanted to hear some Jimi Hendrix, so Daniel he got him on that.
3: And he, want, and he wanted the Obscure track, too, and I think that's one of the Obscure Hendrix songs, too. Yeah, so. and John 5 guests
1: on that, so it's kind of cool to have a modern-day rock lead guitarist on there with him who was heavily influenced by Ace Frehley as well, and I'm gonna, John 5 is a big Kiss fan.
0: I'm going to go on record here just really quickly to say that that's going to be the the Black Sheep surprise track of the album. That's my so? guess. Yeah.
1: And maybe the most anticipated track and that most talked about track for the last week is track four, Fire and Water by Free, featuring the one and only Paul Stanley. Oh, boy. And we've even seen threads on the board already saying, oh, Tommy Thayer's out of a job. Look at this. Paul and Acer. (laughs) Good vibes are going on, Tommy Better be looking for another John. I, I forget who posted it on the board, but someone posted. Well, maybe Tommy will go and play Izzy Stradlin on the Guns N' Roses tour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but oh, um, yeah, I mean, I just got to.
4: I just,
1: I got, I got
4: to do real quick list that, uh, you
3: know. And I'm sure we'll probably discuss it a little bit. But like with people going uh, back in. Now, you know, They'll have a band of relief, or then they'll have a previous guy you know guest on an album, and he never come back. I mean, I think Paul McCartney's a great example. um or any the former Beatles, they would have. You know, it makes his finger so on a guest track, or George Harrison, and so forth. And look, the Beatles haven't gotten back together yet, guys. So, you know, just because Paul's singing on Ace Track doesn't mean Ace is back in Kiss. Alex, you're kind
0: of sketchy. I mean,
3: I don't know if
0: you can... Yeah, say, we're kind of losing yeah. you. Am kind of I still there? A little
1: bit.
2: No, yeah, it's better.
1: You're better, lawyer. Now, don't move. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, As for this uh, Paul Stanley being on there, I was kind of surprising, actually, Mm -hmm. especially with things that have been said in the past. Um, I I think uh, Ace originally said that he was going to ask Gene to sing Deuce on Deuce or something like that. I thought Gene. So where where is Gene? Uh, What happened there? Maybe Gene said, "Hey." Well, you know, he called him at, well, you know, why don't you ask Paul to do it? You know, maybe, you know, maybe he's yeah. trying to mend, fe- you know, fences between them. I'm really curious. That way. I, I don't re- know.
0: I'm really curious to hear that because I mean, I've also read, I don't know if you guys saw that uh, tweet that Paul put up about, you know, all oh, we've had, you know, said things about each other in the past, but you know, in the end we'll always be a family even if it is a dysfunctional family. He's
1: back in the band. They said the same yeah. thing in 95, 96.
0: Yeah. That's what
4: they're,
2: they're <laughs> planning, reunion two. But,
0: but the thing is, though, I mean, I also heard, too, that this is this is apparently going to be a different Paul Stanley you're going to hear on this song, and apparently he's not singing in his normal voice on this song. He's kind of singing a lot lower, which is, wow, surprise, surprise, considering how much trouble he's having singing his own tunes. So it's going to be definitely, I think, he's going to have to accommodate his new vocal range for this too, right? So I, I'm curious to hear how it's going to sound because, you know, with all the trouble he's had and, you know, it it might be a good thing for him to do this song because maybe he might discover a new way for him to sing on upcoming KISS stuff too. Maybe if they make a new record, right? It might help him out sure. with saying, you know, hey, you know, it worked out really good on this song with Ace. Maybe I'll try, you know, doing the next batch of songs in this man- manner and maybe it'll work out better for them. Who knows, right?
1: Yeah, I think that um, it, it's definitely the, when I get the CD, the first track I'm going to put on, because that's the one I'm I'm the most curious about, is one, we haven't heard Paul record, I guess, well, if you want to call, oh, well, I guess the, Chinese, the Japanese song last year about this time, we did hear mm-hmm. Paul record a song on that. And, the, and his vocals on that sounded, sounded great, in my opinion. But it'll be interesting to hear how he attacks this song and how Paul sounds. Um, given Paul's, I don't, wanna, I don't I don't know if the best word to say. His limitations lately, or um, just Paul's aging in his voice lately. So it'll be interesting to hear how how he sounds and how he attacks that free song. It's definitely the most anticipated song as far as Kiss fans are concerned.
2: And they can they can fix that you know stuff. Oh, well, it's a studio. Too. It's not it's not live yeah. on on a stage. So yeah, right. there's
0: autocorrect and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's funny that so that you mentioned Lonnie that that's probably the most anticipated song that Kiss fans are waiting for because I for me the most anticipated song for me as a Kiss fan is I want to hear Rock and Roll Hell because here's a song yeah. that Ace had nothing to do with. You know, who ha, who True. was he was gone by this record and that he's doing that song on a covers record is really strange. I thought that that's kind of odd that he would select that.
1: I have my own little kiss nerd related theory on that. We'll get to that when I get we'll get to it. That's so That's what you call like deep <laughs> okay. keys in a podcasting business. <laughs> if you keep listening. <laughs> So number five, fifth track on the album is "Emerald" Thin Lizzy cover featuring Slash. Um, I think we so, tweet. I think they Slash or Ace or somebody tweeted out Ace isn't on Twitter. Maybe it was Slash tweeted out a picture of him in the studio with Ace a while back. Yeah. So I think we knew this that some kind of collaboration with Slash was on the way.
0: Yeah, everybody thought it was gonna be Boys Are Back in Town, but they proved them wrong, obviously.
3: Mm-hmm. But Jay, we put that Thin Lizzy song, Jay. So yeah, JJ J. Look at
1: you. Look at you, Alex, doing your homework. I'm so proud of you. Sixth song when I was and I knew there we knew there would be a Led Zeppelin. I think we all kind of knew there would be a Led Zeppelin track on this on the record, considering Aces always cites Jimmy Page and Jimi Hendrix as his two biggest influences. But the selection on it bring it on home off of Led Zeppelin 2, very, very odd choice. But very cool choice,
0: also. Great song.
1: So I'm excited yeah. to hear that one as well. Wild Thing featuring Lita Ford. Uh,
0: this is gonna be this is the one that we know that Julian's gonna be cursing about because I remember him rolling his eyes about the whole <laughs> Lita Ford thing for this. So he must be loving this one.
1: Yeah, I, I can't I I can't wait to hear uh, Julian's. I hope Julian responds on the board when. About his uh, thoughts on the Lita Ford wild thing, and well, it's very cliche Ace freely that I can see him doing it. It's right, right in his vocal range. You know what I mean? I could, I could see him because it's really kind of a, kind of an Ace type song where you kind of talk out the lyrics almost.
2: I am going to guess they're gonna maybe trade vocals on that one.
1: And that could be. I could really see Lita taking taking a turn on vocals also.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Number eight, and this was one that I think on the episode that we did um, earlier talking about what we thought might be on it. This is one I think we all agreed on would be Parasite. It's one has more classic Kiss songs that he wrote. It's a song Ace always plays when he goes out and plays live. And to get a great recording of Ace singing the vocals on that is that is that'd be great. And John Five's all- on that one as well.
0: And it's also been one that he's been mentioning for the longest time. It's, even in that, uh, there's a couple of books that they did back in the past where he mentioned that he wanted to do a nice up-to-date version of that song. That He always thought that that's one of the songs that really suffered from the production on Hotter Than Hell. So I think he's ecstatic that he's going to have a great version of that now.
4: Yeah, I think
1: that going to be really cool. And here's John Vyde and him on that together, I think it'll be, it'll be a, a really cool collaboration. Magic Carpet Ride... From Stephen yep. Wolf,
0: magic carpet ride. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know, that, my, that's right my, up his alley. Magic carpet oh. ride. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, another one that we thought we'd hear when we were projecting. Cold Gin. Oh yeah.
2: It
1: makes perfect sense. He sang the lyrics on. Um, reunion, he sang the second verse on the reunion tour. Sang it with Gene when they did it um, in Australia. He didn't,
0: he didn't sing it with Gene in the dynasty. They didn't play it on the dynasty tour. Did? I think they. I think they did. It, he did it in Tokyo when Gene lost his voice. Remember? Yeah, and he did. He
1: sang the whole thing in '97.
0: Yeah. Nice callback,
1: Mark to the last episode. <laughs> and, I, and I think he you know, I think
3: when well, Mass <laughs> tour, they performed it in Sydney. Okay? Uh huh. I think they did. it all. Like they lead together. Um, and I know, like Ace, if I recall, I think he was like behind the mask, and the father oh, go through the songs, and that was a song he mentioned that he would like to be recorded with today's technology. So it'll be exciting to finally kind of see that after reading that, you know, fifteen plus years ago in the book.
1: Yeah, I think Cold Cold I think, is, was a was when you had to do along with Parasite. It just made. Made too much sense not to include that on there. Just classic Ace for really songs. And the song he does live still is obviously one of his favorite Kiss songs. One of, one, Not one, not only one of his favorite Kiss songs, one of his own favorite songs along the yeah. other side. Uh, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam guests on that as well. So that's fun. Pearl Jam has had Ace on before. Like when they played Mads Madison Square Garden, Ace came out and played a little bit with him. So those guys are big Kiss fans. So that'll be that will be exciting to hear also.
0: I think he appeared also on a Guitar World cover with them as well, Ace and Mike McCready, so they've, they've been associated for far back too, so. And you listen to Pearl
1: Jam album, they ripped off, their, I'm not a huge Pearl Jam guy, but there's a Pearl Jam song where they, they ripped off part of uh, the She Solo and oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We lost.
0: We lost uh, Alex.
1: Oh, no. We lost your video. We can hear you.
3: I, I can still see.
0: Yeah, your video is completely gone huh? is
3: gone. Let me see if it comes back on. Okay. Am I there? Can you see me there?
0: Not okay. uh, yet. Yeah. Uh, you're sort of there. You're kind of pixelized, though.
1: All right. Here there you are. little. We're going to make it rough on Julian to do a little editing, possibly. <sighs> or maybe we'll just leave this in. So, this is the show, huh? <laughs> this is what you guys do. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you can't have Ace things
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Till the End of the Day by The Kinks.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Different. Take it or leave it. I see. Different. Yeah. And the last track, for a third
1: Kiss cover, Ace chooses Rock and Roll Hell, which, as Mark mentioned, is kind of a. Peculiar, peculiar choice, considering that it's on creatures that Ace had next to nothing to do with. Ace was, you know, more or less out of the band at that point. Didn't record on it. And his, I know his face appears on the album cover. We had to death. So yeah. that's really, really odd that he would choose that song as opposed to Talk To Me. Yeah. Rocket Ride. Yeah. You know, man, not that Rocky Ride I don't think needs a re-record
0: but yeah.
1: you know some of the crappy sound and stuff on Unmasked that could be you know you give that some some punch and some attitude you could really bring some life into those songs
0: or even Hard Times or something
2: or, yeah Hard Times or Dark Light
1: Dark Light you yeah. mentioned Dark yeah. Light on the show that we did earlier but, you know um, dark, dark Light can that be a great one because then you can play it in concert <laughs> which would be amazing oh yeah you know, he'd give him an excuse to play cool. if he put it on his covers zone. Yeah. So.
0: So what's your uh? So my what's theory your- is we've heard rumors
1: <laughs> that Rock and Roll Hell was about Ace. That when Gene recorded it, it was about um, mm. touring and being with Ace Frehley, get me out of this rock and roll hell. I mean, get me away from Ace Frehley and his and his demons that were going on. At the time in the band, so maybe this is Ace's revenge on Gene.
0: But the but the maybe thing I'm is, yeah. way
1: too much into it too. But, but it's yeah.
0: but it's kind of funny though. But the thing is though, this that's that's been that's a cover to begin with. That well, was a BTO right, too, right? song, right? Well, so did they cover that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean Gene, I mean Gene has a credit in it only because he changed like what was it like two lines in the right. song he added to it. So really, essentially, it was a song that was they had nothing to do with in terms of writing, but it's still odd that he chose it. Is this also maybe his way of saying that maybe he had a little bit more to do with the record than we think, and this is his kind of cryptic message of saying that hey, don't completely count me out of Creatures. I had a little bit to do with it. Maybe this is maybe he, he maybe he suggested the song to do before he left the band, and maybe they maybe did he it. Wanted,
1: maybe he wanted to sing it.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know, who knows? Maybe before they left, they wanted to do that song. He was going to sing it, and then they just finally. Cut ties with them, and but they still mm-hmm. did the song without him.
2: That's possible. I mean, until someone at, actually asks him, and you know, wh- you know, what, why did you pick that song? You, we won't know. We can speculate on it. But uh, you know, I remember that story, Lonnie, that you were talking about.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: About Gene said something about, you know, it's kind of about Ace or he, maybe he liked it because he, he thought it, it reminded him of Ace. You know. Um, and that sort of thing. I like the song. I've, I've talked in the past when we've done the creatures creatures episode that I like that. So I, that was one of the first songs I liked off the album, actually. So um, I'm, I'm interested to you know hear his version.
1: It's me interesting to hear Ace, yeah, Ace Frehley singing those those verses in the chorus. That was me totally different sound than what
3: you'd never thought you'd hear.
0: Yeah. So. Exactly what do you what do you think alex
3: oh i, I was just as surprised i mean because he wasn't on the creatures album and uh so you know give or take you know what the story behind it is i think it's it's fascinating you know us as kiss fans were are going like oh he wasn't on this song and we're kind of like hit his nerves you know um, some people might go like oh cool he did three kiss songs you know and not even know that the last song was one that he wasn't on but um you know, I do hope he gets brought up in an interview. I hope he gets out of does some press coverage. And, you know, I hope somebody goes, so what led you to do that song? Because it is interesting, you know, again, because it's from an album he wasn't on. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I can only imagine he's probably at some point, A, he's probably listened to Beechers of the Night, you know, part of the album at some point. I, I would think so, if it's got his picture on it, um, to at least see what it was. And so... You know, hey, who knows? Maybe he, you know, because he still, um, because you know, his face is on the cover. Maybe he bought the, you know, got a copy of the album when it came out and thought, oh, no, that's a good song, not a bad song. I'll do it anyways." So.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really interesting. It's, it's <laughs> the most interesting selection out of out of the twelve tracks that we have that shows. I mean, there's some other interesting selections, but I mean, the most one that makes you raise your eyebrows more than any other one so it's, it'll be interesting to, to hear his interpretation of a, of a Kiss song that he didn't even play on. Um, so there's 12 tracks on the album. The album hits April
3: 15th, is that correct? I'll
0: text, tell you in a today. second.
3: Tax Day in America, so we can celebrate it that day.
0: It is uh, April
3: 15th. Uh, so don't just
1: stream the album if you want new music from our beloved heroes, go out and purchase the music so that they can continue to make music. Don't illegally download it. It's my public service announcement for the day. Go out and buy the album. Do yeah, yourself it. a favor, do the artist a favor that you enjoy, go out and purchase the album.
0: i buy the vinyl, too.
1: But, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll go out, and I'm sure I'll purchase a couple copies of it just like I did Space Invader because I you know, I want the vinyl version, I want this, I want that, and my wife will get mad at me. Why do you need three copies of the same album? <laughs> yeah. I've <'cause. laughs> never picked online
3: Space Invader on the vinyl. I got like the different CD editions, but um, I have to talk about my big cover for this one. That's kinda of why I want to get the vinyl, because I think it covers an outstanding artwork uh, on over- the album cover.
1: You're breaking it bag, you know.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, i be sorry.
0: Be I think he was saying that he thought that the, <laughs> I, I think he said that the album cover is really outstanding on this one, that he really is looking forward to getting the vinyl because of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's different. What do
1: you, what do you guys think of the artwork on the album? It's unusual. It's not what we're... It's different.
2: Um, well, yeah, it's just his space theme again kind of in a way right
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, uh, <laughs> the guitar is flying on these little almost islands in the in the air right right um, and uh, it's interesting that they have the you know the new york kind of landscape there too with the uh the towers right uh
4: mm-hmm.
2: and i don't know what wait a minute now what is the blimp with twenty seven on it. Is that what does that represent? His
1: birthday the is blimp.
0: on the twenty
1: seventh, right? In April. Is the blimp on a twenty
0: seventh? birthday. <sighs> I'm not sure what that, that could G's. be. A good one. Yeah.
3: I know. I I thought the album cover had a very seventies feel. Reminded me of Utopia's "End of the Live, that they had in the seventies. Kind of the colors and the uh the motifs of like being in in the air. So I don't know. Kind of got that vibe from it myself.
1: Right. And. Ace is very interesting on the album cover too. That been on the on the top of his guitar, you can see the Ace makeup. It's an Ace Frehley signature guitar, which has the solo album Ace Frehley. Oh
0: yeah. On it. Yeah. So yeah, that's very
1: that's that's you know it's, it's, I know it's really small, but it, it is definitely there. So that's I don't, know, I, don't I don't know if Paul I don't know if Gene <laughs> I Paul's, come after him for that, but it's and he has like a he doesn't have a lightning bolt s on his shirt but it's 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 similar to a kiss S, but it's not quite a kiss s but you can see the you can see how it's kind of maybe a knockoff of it it's a mm-hmm. uh,
0: it's, it is a definitely a very very interesting cover I mean there's a lot going on yeah I mean t- t- I mean obviously his love of Gibbs and les Paul's is pretty obvious in it and i mean a lot of the bands and the songs that he covers on here i mean there's a lot of les paul players as well which shows the connecting influence right mm-hmm. so i mean yeah.
2: he's got you know, the ufos going too and... yeah
0: well that's always been his thing as well too obviously right <laughs> but i mean in uh, and, and new york city i mean his attachment to that city is you know obvious with just the same with kiss right mm-hmm. but i mean but the funny thing is that Ace has always kept his allegiance, I found, with New York a lot more than than Kiss did. I mean, Kiss, a lot of them moved out to the West Coast, right, to California. And he's always, you know, I mean, I know that he's probably on that side too, but he's always kind of kept that, he's always seemed to have more of a New York connection than the other guys had for some reason. I've always felt that, that he was more the New York representation
1: yeah, him and Peter have been, I think, have always been East Coast. I mean, P- Peter lived down on the West Coast for a while, too. But I know he was back East now. But I think I think the two of them kind of are just East Coast guys and kind of stayed true to their roots. I mean, you know, not that Gene and Paul didn't stay true to their roots, but, I mean, it's just where the business took Gene and Paul is, is to. to yeah. So those are our thoughts on the upcoming Ace Freely album Origins Volume One. Um, happy to see, happy to see it coming out more than anything. Um, more Kiss-related music, in my opinion, the better. I, you know, wish Ace the best of luck with the album, and he already has a lot of tour dates lined up for the spring. So I hope to maybe catch. I hope if he schedules some more Midwest dates, I'd like to go out and see him. And I'm sure you guys would too if he comes to your area. So if and if Ace is coming to your area and you're listening to the show, go out and support him. Go out and buy the CD. Go out and support him. Buy a shirt while you're there. Support Ace Fairly so that he continues to make music, continues to tour. And
3: and it's it's always a good show too. I've seen Ace twice solo, and it's always a great show. I mean. Uh, both times I saw him, he was first time he was about 10 minutes late, but it was still a great show, great set list, and I could imagine him threw a few of these songs in there, and you get to hear a few gems that you know was not normally played at a Kiss show.
1: Absolutely, um, Ace is great to see live. I've seen him I guess three times live. I talked about the first time I saw him on the last show, and he was out of his mind. But I've seen him twice since, then, twice post Kiss um, reunion tour, think like in 08, and then again last year, and they were both. Fantastic shows, and like Alex says, you know, he puts on a great show and plays a lot of the Kiss songs that you normally wouldn't hear at a Kiss show. You know, we can go back and forth about Ace's set list playing Detroit, or Rock City, or Deuce, whether you agree with that or not, you know. And if I, if I, I don't need to hear Love Gun at a... Nothing against Ace, really. I don't need to hear Love Gun at an Ace show. I hear Love Gun enough at a Kiss shows, God knows. So...
3: I got to hear hard times, and that was pretty cool, so... Yeah, and like in 08, he
1: did like this medley that had like With Torpedo girl, girl in it and yeah, shit. it's really
3: cool. <laughs> right. it was that awesome. was... That was... I remember... But I remember when he did that, and Anthony, he was the bass player Anthony, and he goes on that bass line, and it was like, no way, no effing way, you know? Yeah. Like, what? So... Pretty badass.
1: <laughs> so, what, so... So Ace releases that, and, you know... I was talking to my wife a little bit about it last night, and she's like, are these all like cover songs? I'm like, yeah, and she goes, wasn't that just kind of an easy way out way to put together an album and just put something out there? I go, well, yeah, that's exactly the point, but you know, he's not the first person to do that. We've seen a lot of bands in recent history do something like that. We've seen, for lack of a better example, we saw Poison do that a while
0: back, and Metallica,
1: Metallica, yeah, was well, even further yeah. back, Metallica, yeah. that, with that Garage Incorporated scene. Garage, yeah. Great, great reference point, Mark. Which was really good, actually. I really enjoyed the Metallica one, because um, it yeah. put a great spin on a lot of those songs, and some of them are even better than the originals. you are fantastic. Yeah,
0: but, I mean, just... Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, lots of bands that seem to do that... And I find that a lot of times when bands do it, it's sometimes to have a kind of a tie-over proge- project so they have time to prepare themselves for another record. It gives them usually time because they have something else floating around to keep the public occupied for the next, you know, <laughs> 8 to 12 months mm-hmm. while they work on something else. I mean, lots of bands have done it. Even Striper did a cover record and lots of bands have done it through the years. I mean, Rush did Feedback, really, right? right, where they did a... Album, nothing but 60s and 70s songs that influenced them when they started. So it's not a new idea, but it's always a good idea. And I mean, even just now, I think it was Julian posted not long ago on the board that there's another tribute record of bands covering Kiss songs coming out really soon as well. But it's more like, uh, but they're no, they're lesser known bands. Like they're, I wouldn't call them lesser known, but they're more like the the B circuit band mm-hmm. kind of ones, right? So
2: no. So. Maybe it, uh, Alice Cooper did one too. Alice, did, well, Hollywood yeah.
1: Vampires, which was very yeah. good the other night on the Grammys, by the way. Oh yeah. 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 Duff uh, McKagan and Matt Sorum and 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 Joe Perry. Joe Perry looked rough, did not he? Yeah. Woo! Hats and dogs.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. up there.
1: So and even Guns N' Roses did Spaghetti I mean, Spaghetti Incident back in '93, which was yeah. You know, that. that that's a show for a, That's a topic for a Guns N' Roses podcast. But you can do a, you can do a show on that. But I mean, it's like Mike Mark said, it's not a new concept to go ahead and and put out a covers record. And it, it it's what like it's almost comparable to like you guys are talking about like a live album yeah. that a, a band might put out a live album and like well we'll put this out to kind of tide over the fans while we work on our new album or we'll put out this cover album now so. You know we can just to appease our fans a little bit or or to fill needs for a record deal that you know yeah. we have to <laughs> we have to put out a certain amount of albums in a certain amount of years where we don't have the material ready. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's do a live album or hey let's in this case let's do a cover album, but I think but the cover album for Ace was actually a part of his original agreement that he's gonna do one original album and one
3: and one cover album so. I think it's I don't know, I think it's just for fun I think um I was talking with my dad about it the other day, and I was like, you know, I was like it's aces are gonna write another you know shock me or rocket ride? i don't i don't think so you know i think we you know not saying he doesn't have it in there but i just think because there's always there's like the the nostalgia to those songs um so why not I go have some fun and like you said a lot of bands didn't my mom uh she was a, a Barry manilow fan so i'll get some flag from Lonnie here Man, bring she's up
1: the most this is a kiss podcast and <laughs> you bring up Barry manilow and the village people on a regular <laughs> basis
3: but um yeah I do but I uh, know man <laughs> <laughs> but he did um, I remember my mom picking them up and there were these decades um cover CDs that he did he did like one of the 50s 60s 70s and 80s mm-hmm. and uh and he did it you know he did it his style and stuff and it was a, it was a cool concept and so I think it's fun you know with like Ace really being able to you know t- hopefully take these songs and you know I hate, I hate. sometimes I hate covers, but he changes so much, it's a completely different song, but hopefully, you know, he asifies it if, if, you know, he will, but, you know, you can still keep true to Richard, kind of like how you can see that with the Cream song, you know, you know it's a Cream song, it sounds like Cream, but at the same time, it's Ace freely doing it, and so it's cool.
2: So, so what happens uh, after this album? I mean, is, does that fulfill his contract with that? I company? believe so. It's a two record deal, so right. either they're going to pick him up again, or he's going to have to be looking for uh, another one if he's going to record another album.
1: So that that is a great segue. So what happens after this? Ace is going to tour. Ace already has some dates lined up for the spring. He's going to release this album. What happens next? Where does he go? What do, Where does Ace Frehley go from here?
0: Well, I think it depends on a few things. Number one, how does this record do? Does If this record really does well for him, and I think that he's really gunning for it to do well, because I don't think he would have gotten as many of the relevant guests on it that he did if he didn't want it to. I mean, I think that he's gunning on the fact that he has a lot of great people on here that'll help him push the album, right? So if, if, if it does really well, I can see him getting picked up again, probably by, I guess, it, what is it, E-Music or whoever has them right now, and uh, maybe giving him another two-album two, two album shot again. I mean, no, nobody right now is getting these huge, you know, five-album contracts anymore because it's just too much of a rolling of the dice, and people people just don't even want records right now. They've, they're looking more for singles, and everything is on, online, too, and stuff like that, so records in general are not the thing right now, but...
1: Right. And, right. you know, I, mean, I don't think anybody's giving out five record deals, because who knows, by the time if you were going to release, you know, three or four records, or five records, for that matter, you know, how are people going to be buying music by the time that contract gets even ful- fulfilled? Yeah. You know, I mean, will everything be... will CDs even be in, in production by that point? I don't know. I hope, I hope so, because I'm old yeah. school. I'm not going to download it when it comes out. I'm going to go... Buy the CD at Best Buy, or if I can't find it at Best Buy, I'm gonna order the freaking thing from Amazon. I want it. Well,
0: they they had the a, they had pilot. a great but they had a great thing about that on online the other day about how vinyl sales have like quadrupled in the last three years so if anything vinyl albums are coming back and every time i go to my local HMV here at the mall nearby i'm seeing younger and younger and younger people buying vinyl so if anything's going to be bringing it back online it's going to be the younger generation Mm -hmm. and us older dudes already love vinyl so it's a win-win situation as far as that goes
3: yeah i've got a few friends up here at school and they've got record players in their apartments um and a lot of the even the bands. My one friend Payton, he's a big. Uh, he likes to check out the local music scene here and stuff, and uh, uh, kind of the specific northwest region. And um, and he's always uh, he's always got some new vinyl to tell me about every week and stuff. I don't know if the kid gets money for it, but uh, <laughs> he's he's managing it. But um, yeah, so I mean, I hope, and I know like this this one's called Volume One. And so I really hope mm-hmm. there was a volume two. You know, I hope uh, if it does good and it's a good concept that there is a volume two. So.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I was going to reference that. That it is, it's called Origins Volume One. So I mean, I think that makes you think that
4: he's not an, done. The idea. Yeah, yeah. Not idea. with this.
2: Yeah, yeah. And the thing about the uh, you're talking about the albums and and more guys or, or kids or younger crowds buying it is, I think they're starting to learn that. It's something tangible, having that in your hands. Yes. Whether, you know MP3s, you cannot hold that. Well, you cannot. It's just it's, it's not there. It's somewhere. just there,
1: like in there.
2: But they can hold it. They can experience the, the artwork in its full form. Read the like we used to do in the old days. Exactly. Read the liner notes. You read little every little thing about that's on the whole package. You read and while you're listening to the music and then they're also doing that, you know, they're sharing it or they go over to the other person's house and like, Hey, check this out, you know? And it's, I think it's kind of another way of interacting with people instead of, you know, texting or something well, and that sort of thing.
1: And and like you said, it was, it was our original way to learn about the band was, was opening up that CD or opening up that, that vinyl and it, oh, yeah. reading the, Reading the lyric, reading the song lyrics. on I mean, obviously with MP3s and, and iTunes, you don't, e- you don't even have the opportunity to read the song lyrics unless there's a digital,
0: yeah, a digital whatever, booklet whatever, or
1: something. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. laying in front, laying on the floor while I was playing, mm-hmm. and and looking at it, and who wrote? Well, who wrote this track? And and who's sing, who's singing this one? And well, you know, yeah. this or that, or what's he really saying here? And flipping to that song and hearing, oh, okay, that's I. Now I know what he's saying. And And that's all part of the
0: experience. Another thing that people people are forgetting, though, too, is that right right now, for example, like Vinyl vinyl Me, Please, there's a a company out that does this thing where you sign up. It's like a club, and every month they send you a record, okay, that they select. It's supposed to be a really, like, obscure record or something. But on top of the record, they give you, like, stuff, that's exclusive to it they, they put out like a 180 gram version of black sabbath's paranoid on colored vinyl that came out and it had like this really weird thing where they do where they give you like a 12 by 12 picture like an odd picture from the archives that you get with it and plus they give you this every month they give you like a, a recipe for a cocktail that has to do with the band right <laughs> that they give you so and it, cool. the, the, what i'm trying to get at though is that People are starting to realize that now, if you buy albums, there's trinkets and little things. Like, like a Kiss record, you would get like the toy gun and the love gun and stuff like that. And this is something that you cannot get with MP3s and stuff like that.
1: Well, and you mentioned the 180 gram vinyl too. I think maybe people are realizing that, you know, it sounds a hell of a lot better listening to an album on vinyl than it does through an MP3. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Well, yeah. just it's setting it's setting you up to a big system and stuff. I got a couple of records over there on my shelf and. Um, I went to my friend Peyton's place and we played out those records that I I got from a band. And uh, it was just exciting just like, you know, to actually take, you know, like you said, something tangible and putting it on a turntable, you know, dropping the needle on it and then sitting back and letting the music fill the room. And, um, again, like I said, with packaging, I just, uh, we going, I go to country dance every week up here cause it's a little bit country up here. And, uh, I picked up like a, a Zach Brown, <laughs> CD. I picked up a Zach Brown CD and, you know, I was disappointed when I opened it cause it was just a disc and it just had the song titles and, and who wrote it. And that was it. And it was like. You know, what's was the little book that, you know, at least give me, like, the history of the band? This is your best stuff album, you know? If you fill me in on why I should look more into, especially your best stuff, but why I should look more into this band. Or if it's your best stuff, you know, have the lyrics there. If these are your best songs, you want me to be singing these songs when I come to a concert and stuff.
2: Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. I know we've gotten off low course, and we're probably. It sure doesn't get off course. It's, the it's this is like, this is it Kiss My Wax, <laughs> the other edition? But, um, the other thing I want to say about the vinyl is too. the last thing I'll say about it is it's fantastic. If you don't have it, you know, or haven't even tried it, you know, try it. It's, it's pretty cool. The, I remember when I was young, uh, you know, peeling off the, the, the wrapping. Right. And then, and then you just pop it open and smelling the, (laughs) it was just the smell of it. The new printed material and the brand new vinyl. It was just, uh, I quite experience of pulling it out for the first time and you know putting it on the platter. It's just uh, something that's that's cool, and I hope it you know actually keeps growing.
4: Yeah,
1: I hope the surge does continue with the vinyl because it's like I said, it's uh it's the sound quality is just night and day better, and it's worth pissing off your wife to get a second copy of an album that, <laughs> that you buy. So. <laughs>
3: I feel like to keep the marriage stuff. I should, if they have like different, you know, CD editions, lining, we should all chip in to pick one edition for you. So that way, he can be like, "Honey, this one was sent to me, okay?" Right. No.
2: Yeah. right. She's used to. It. She just
1: rolls her eyes. She's, the, she's like, "You're the only one I even know that even, she, you know, she, don't. You know, people, people, she knows aren't out there buying vinyl. And she's the only person I know that even buys CDs anymore, much less vinyl."
4: She,
1: <laughs> Like, yeah. We we do not download music in this house. We don't even get on iTunes and download music. We go out and buy music in this house.
0: <laughs> exactly.
3: I worth throw it out there uh, since we kind of got into this like record stuff. But I, I hope Ace does something cool for record st- uh, record uh, day. Oh, record be record be
4: cool. store
3: day. Like if Ace like throw that throw White Room on a on a forty five single. Yeah. You know,
2: something and, like that.
3: That'd be way cool. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I wish Kiss
2: would do something, too. Or, you know. It's around the same time now. It's it's, it's it's April, yeah. Record Store Day. So that's around near his release date, so maybe they might do something.
0: But they've already released date, the date and the the list of artists that, that that's going to be participating this year. Oh, they have? Yeah, if you go online and go uh, Record Store Day, but, April 2016, there's a list already of stuff on there. But, okay. you know, they, have they, have they can always... Sure they, they could always add to yeah. it, though. You know, I'm yeah. sure yeah, they, they could, could. have made one or two. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, what about like kiss, kiss covers? I mean, you know, we're, we, I thought we were gonna talk about yeah, that so, a bit, right? Yeah. So in the last,
1: we got a, uh, a Paul McCartney cover from from KISS, I guess about what was that about a year ago. Now, real quick, who who plays
3: on it? Because part of it, I read one thing where was Paul
1: McCartney's oh, band. It and is. Gene Paul McCartney's sang. band, Paul McCartney's and then Gene and Paul's, The only thing okay. Gene Paul do on that song is actually sing. It's Paul McCartney's okay. band yeah. playing. But it's still a fantastic cover. Um, we're talking about the Gene and Paul song that was on Paul McCartney's album called Venus and Mars. The Art of McCartney. Or, Venus, right, and rock, was
2: it Venus and Mars. Slash, Venus and Mars
1: slash Rock Show. Rock Show, right. It's like yeah. the first two tracks on that album, uh, which was fantastic i thoroughly enjoyed that rendition. It was one of the best things, in my opinion, Kiss has put out in a long time. And several years prior to that, I guess it was 2003, we got a version of a Ramones cover that was on Ramones' tribute album, um, Rock and Roll Radio, yeah, yeah. and it was Gene, Paul, and Eric. It was a three-man Kiss that played on on that, and it was in a little bit of a transition phase for the band.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But maybe it was 2002 that came out. It must, it must have been 2002 because it was before Symphony in 2003, so it had to have been 2002. But it was a great version of that song also. So we've heard two, in the last decade or so, really great Kiss covers by some some great bands. So what other songs would you guys be interested in? Maybe we talked about how a covers album might be, you know, a way to bridge gaps. Kiss is kind of in a gap themselves right now, not having a full-length album since 2012. Kind of doing these sporadic tour dates here and there. It kind of reminds me of 2007 when they're doing like that hit-and-run tour. It's like, what are we doing right now? Maybe a maybe a covers album might be a direction for Kiss to go, just to put out product. So Definitely. What kind? You of, left, I mean, it, it is better than it's better than nothing. God honey, knows we're not putting out any DVDs. So, <laughs> or, or, or Blu-rays, or yeah. Blu-rays so for that honey,
2: You left out the other covers that they did. They covered their own songs.
1: Ah, uh, yes, their own songs.
2: Right? On the Japanese, you <sighs> the know, Japanese. They came with Sonic Boom, but <laughs> that's show own itself, idea. too. <laughs> <laughs> See what you
3: did there, Ken.
2: <laughs>
3: but um, that that album.
1: I can't listen
4: to that. <laughs> I can't
0: do it. I remember just it can't out, I was them.
1: excited. I got the Japanese one when it came out, before Sonic Boom came out. You know, I ordered it from CD Japan and got yeah. it. Downloaded it to my iPod. Like, I'm going to run to these songs today. It was one of the worst runs I've had. It, 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 to me, those songs just don't have a, a lot of feel to them at all. And it really just feels like the band just going through the motions and they record those. I, was, I don't know how you guys feel, but I was I not just, a fan of those.
3: am still not a fan of those. I, I feel Heavens on Fire has got a glitch in the beginning. It cuts off the intro. And then I felt the keyboard on Christine 16 was out of tune. The other thing was terrible.
0: Honestly, I have two two comments on that. One is that um, it still has a better version of Hotter Than Hell than it was ever on the original. It sounds a thousand times better. but, But that was purely done to get back copyright that oh, was yeah. the only reason why they did that because when they wanted when somebody wanted to come up to them and say hey we want to use you know rock and roll all night or we want to use lick it up or something on a commercial they want to want them to go and use the original Casablanca slash mercury versions of it they want them to use their new kiss inc versions of the songs so that they can get all the coin coming their way and you know mercury can stick it as far as they're concerned i'm sure right so Absolutely. that's why they did it
1: Absolutely. And if you, like, when they did those Dr. Pepper commercials several years ago, that's the re record of Calling Dr. Love that's on there. That's not the rock and roll version of it. And on the Kiss Pinball machine, it's all the re records that are on there as well. Um, Scooby Doo movie, it's all the re records on there as well.
4: Exactly right. That
1: was the main focus behind that. Can I listen to those songs just as is, popping that CD? Absolutely not. I can't do it. But I understand the purpose behind it. Yeah.
3: So you mentioning of Kiss that it covers I'm gonna throw a song I think you should do. Sure. Always a back in town with Kiss, but Eric Singer on vocals. Mm-hmm. I think you would do a, a killer version of it.
1: See that? That's an interesting choice. I can see that. And Eric's vocal range is perfect for
0: that yeah. song. Well, it's funny because they do. Whenever they were doing their own sort of meet shows, they would always kind of dabble with songs here and there, like you down. know, they were doing like. <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, they 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 fiddled with, with like a, like a Zeppelin song. It's like,
2: even worse. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like the Mary version of one moist over here, guys.
0: <laughs>
3: Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry. I'm just
0: being a jerk. You know? That's okay. I'm just I just saying that they they usually fiddle around with stuff. So they did Zeppelin. They've done you know a, a track two of you know maybe did a little bit of a Deep Purple song or did you know a little bit of a Stone song. So I mean. I'm sure they, are, they do lots of different things that they know that they can do. But the question is now, what can they do well, right? And do they, you know, but before they didn't have time to work on this stuff because they were always on tour and they didn't have any time to do it. But now that they have the time, maybe they could actually sit down and work a couple of good versions of some covers and make a good album like that. I mean, why not?
2: Honestly, though, I, I'd, I'd rather have new music from them. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, it'd be nice time. to have something from them. But I mean, yeah. right I'd, now it's, it's dead. So I love I'd love new tracks too. I think a cover that would be,
3: I think it'd be cool if they did say ten songs. And I'd say have fun with these, do seven cover songs. But I say go ahead, have fun. Go in the go in the studio or go in your little archives and pick out a couple of songs. I all sure you guys for the clip of Paul doing mistake. On the Kiss Cruise. Oh yeah. And I thought that was really cool, and, and he kind of he kinda, I feel like he updated the change the lyric a little bit, but you know why not just go and have some fun and do we record a record version of that song.
2: Record these you know? unfinished demos. Yeah.
3: I mean we all have hundreds of demos and, and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, hundreds, but we have tons of of demos and unfinished tracks. Now that'd be a fun project. Go and finish or record proper versions of some of those songs like like Mistake or or Smoke or
0: Yeah, and, like, and you know what? It's funny because Van Halen's last studio album they did that essentially is what they did. They just took exactly. a bunch of their old songs, re mm-hmm. re fixed them up, modernized them and released it as a new album. And people bought it and some, it some songs did okay, tattoo did okay right for them and, yeah, and, and a lot of
1: people say it's the go. closest thing to classic Van Halen that they've heard since nineteen eighty four.
2: Yeah, because you yeah. can't write songs like you did when you were in, in your either teens or early twenties. You don't have that same yeah, I don't know, it is drive or yeah.
4: well, and, and you're in a different
1: it's place your and you're in a space. different place in your life when you're in your sixties and you were in your twenties. Sure. You know, you Paul Seeley's not gonna write a song like like Mistake now. You know, he, right. he he's married and lives in a mansion in Beverly Hills. He's not gonna write a song called it's, Mistake.
3: He's pretty and happy. He, him. He might write a song called Biscotti and a Latte. <laughs> right,
2: or
1: Life is Good.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to write, you know, Christine 16, you know.
1: No, be really. You'd, cool. have, you'd have the FBI knocking on your door if you wrote a song called Christine 16 when you were 16. <laughs>
3: Gene, have a seat over there. I'm Chris Hansen for Dateline NBC.
1: <laughs> Online, he calls himself Taboo Sixty Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going fishing. Sounds like what you were fishing for was sex for the fourteen-year-old
2: girl. <laughs> <laughs> so. so yeah, but, mean, I, I mean, I like Alex's idea. I mean, I think uh, you know they should. Well, maybe lines as as everyone's ideas. If they can if they can go back and yeah. finish some of those old songs, they're obviously classics, even in demo form, some of them uh gosh, finish them and do one last album and you know just kick butt on the on one final album,
3: oh yeah, yeah, um, I'm I, looking it up right now. I'll see how many plays mistake had on YouTube, that's <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> a serious thing um. Yeah, Mistake, one of us got like 26,000 views on the song. So clearly people know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
2: Yeah, I mean, that's 26,000, maybe 26,000 people (laughs) buy it. It's about their
0: buying audience. I mean, that's how
2: much sells these days. Uh, Yeah. You can't sell
1: You can't expect expect to sell a whole lot more than that, unfortunately. But I think that would be a a great, you know, if you don't want to go into the studio and totally create an album from scratch, take a look at some of those demos and, and update them and, you know, re-record them with today's band and put a modern feel to them. And I, I don't think a lot of us, we're not, none of the four of us are really jumping at the bit thinking, yeah, yeah, do, Kiss do a cover song and they can do this song or they can do that song. I'd rather hear, I'm, I'm kind of with Ken, that I'd rather hear quote unquote new music, even if it is, you know, songs like Smoke or Mistake redone and put out. I'd rather hear that than, than, Paul Stanley sing Angie on a Kiss Covers album or something like that. Right. It, it, it'd it be fine. You know what? The four of us would go buy it and everybody listening. If you're listening to a Kiss podcast, yeah, you'd go out and buy a new Kiss album, even if it is a Kiss Covers album. But is it something that's going to get me fired up and, you know, be proud to be a Kiss fan? Yeah, probably not. i will probably listen to it a few times and kind of be like, well, that that's, that's all right. But that's about it. So. Um, I'd rather have personally. I'd rather have a a full length one more. I'm greedy. I and if they did one more, I'd say I want another one. But I'd like to have one more full length Kiss album um, and 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 do it soon because you guys are are approaching 70 years old. So I'm not trying to be cryptic here, but let's let's get it done. I mean, we I'll read say- stories online about. Gene have a heart condition a few years back you know time isn't unfortunately time isn't on their side anymore to do some of these
3: projects so just do something y'all are getting old I'll say it come on
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I think that's our our thoughts on the Ace Frehley upcoming solo album um, and the guest appearances on there and the track listings on there our thoughts on what we do or don't want as far as a KISS cover album. It's, unless you guys have any other thoughts on a KISS cover album or any other ideas on it.
3: I'd say the only other thing I kind of wish to see would be, I know you got the unplugged, but I do mind like a studio version of some acoustic songs where maybe they rearranged them a little bit. I think um, Night Ranger did like 24 strings in a drummer or something like that. It was a pretty cool concept they did with some of the songs.
1: Speaking of Acoustic, tested that show at Badlands last yeah. week, we haven't mentioned that on the show yet, really sounded great from what I from what I heard of it, really enjoyed that they, they played Love them Believe them at a uh, Acoustic show last year and they played that again, I would love, and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on this, I'm sure you guys are probably going to agree, but You know, KISS is kind of spinning their wheels doing these one-off shows. You know, I got this one, I got the show coming up in Orlando in April, and they're doing these two shows up in Wyoming and one in North Dakota in July. I'd really like to see KISS if, you know, the guarantee isn't there from Live Nation to go out and do a a full summer tour in the U.S., or maybe they're having an, an issue getting a, a co-headliner with them. I, I don't know. And maybe I'll be surprised and next week they're going to come out and say, bam, Kiss is coming out and they're doing this this summer. I really don't know. But I would love to see Kiss go out and do six, maybe seven shows in the U.S., North America, Mark, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to leave you out, and do acoustic shows at small theaters. Do place six, seven, maybe just even ten, ten cities in North America and place acoustic shows like that. And you could charge, And you know, say we're going to do these acoustic shows and we're going to play some gems like Love'em, Leave'em and promote it like that. This is, this is for the hardcore fans. We're doing this for the fans, kind of like the, what they did, you know, in the mid-90s. This is for the fans. This is for you. And you could charge a couple hundred bucks even for them, and people would pay. I would love to see that. It would be something different as opposed to if KISS did announce that they're going to do a full-scale North American tour next week, I can tell you 95% of the set list before they even play their first song. So yeah. that that would be my suggestion, and, and I don't know if that's reasonable. I don't know if they're interested in playing in small theaters. We're KISS. We play the biggest you know venues possible. Well, it might be an ego blow to them that I don't want to go out and play in small theaters in Chicago when I, last time we were here, we played, you know, The Shed Down the Street or played the United Center or whatever. So what are your guys' thoughts on, on Kiss doing something like that?
3: Well, real quick, I think, Mark, we talked about it once on another show. And I love that idea. Uh, maybe a few more locations, too. Um, but, and, and do it like a storyteller's, too. I mean, be loose, have some fun. I mean, I think, I'm sure they've probably discussed some of the songs in between, um, but do like a storyteller's I mean you know what I would have no problem if I went to a show known as going to be a two two and a half hour show and if they said we're only going to do 15 songs but we're going to tell you a lot of fun stories in between then I'm like I'm all game for that then because it would be a fun acoustic night with Kiss Um and you know, make make it a fun make it a fun event too. Like you said, you know, throw some gems in there. I mean, even though like they kind of do any MTV unplugged set list, you know, I mean, how many of those songs do they normally go out and do any electric set list? So it'd be a, I, I'd love to see it. I was super stoked at 2010 on the was the hottest show on Earth tour when they came out and did Baths with the acoustic guitars. I thought that was really cool.
1: You're gonna get killed on the board. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I think I think that he has a point though. I mean, I think Kiss's last last thing that they have in their back pockets to do is something like that, like a televised storyteller show where they can come in. I mean, I just saw on YouTube not long ago there was a David Bowie one where he did it in, like in 2002 where he came in with a full electric band and then people called in. I'm sure it was kind of rigged that they had certain songs. On the list that the people when they called in could choose from instead of just randomly picking because I'm sure he knew certain material, right? But, you know, even still, just doing that kind of thing where you would select a song. He would tell you 10 minutes about the song, an interesting story that happened here while we wrote it or this and that, and then play the song. I think it's something that people would be interested in. People would watch it. They would make a lot of money from a television, would make a lot of money off it because it's something that people would be interested in seeing because it's not just a straight up show. It's something that you learn about the songs and the history of the band at the same time. I think that's their last sort of, you know, big project that they can do that they haven't done yet. Yeah, and maybe
1: it is like they're acing the whole card right
2: now. I can I can see that. I can go for that. I would go I'd buy a ticket for that. That that would be something that would be cool. Or that's something I haven't seen. Um, I mean, I saw them unplugged you know, on the convention tour, but that's not the same thing. Um, there's kind of piecemeal songs on that, right? Did you guys so, go to the convention at all? I, I did. In yeah. San Francisco, did you, yeah. Did
0: you go, Mark? Yeah, Toronto. Did you?
2: Yeah. So uh yeah, I could see I like your idea Alex. I think it's a good idea. I also think that there's a you know there's a possibility though they they might pull another you know Las Vegas run maybe later in the year before uh the next cruise. And I I would definitely I think if I, if they were doing that and they didn't do a summer tour around here, uh I think I would definitely go to one of the Las Vegas shows.
1: Yeah, I did Vegas a year and a half ago when they did that and it was a lot of fun it was great atmosphere and that venue at at the hard rock is is amazing it's one one of the best venues i've been in for a concert it's fantastic so it was a lot of fun and i could see them doing something like that again too so you know um i don't know we'll see what happens with with kiss in 2016 we're still kind of yeah. Kind of waiting every day to kinda of get up and think, well maybe today's the day we'll we'll hear something of what's
0: going on. I almost got a feeling that they're that they're kind of working on something because this is unusual for right. kiss. I think there's something in the works and they're just waiting on it to happen, waiting, waiting, and they're just waiting to drop the bomb. I always get that feeling. Really yeah. Maybe maybe
3: <laughs> maybe they're prepping for next year for the twenty fifth anniversary of revenge for Lonnie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Then, <laughs> last come year through. Last year uh, Tommy Thayer said there's we, they got some special things planned for 2016. I remember him saying that. that yeah. you know, maybe well, something, something's something hidden there, in there. Yeah. Crypto- I mean, cruise is normal to me is just a normal routine. Right. Uh, something else I'm hoping they're yeah, you know, they're planning something special.
1: I hope so being the, the 40th anniversary of Rock and Roll over the 40th anniversary of Destroyer you know, we've we've talked about the um,
2: 35th anniversary. Celebrate those. Uh, 35th anniversary of the Elder.
1: Oh, yes, 35th anniversary <laughs> of the Elder.
2: So, so, and that book's coming up too later in the year. So yeah. Don't forget.
0: A book? What book?
1: Maybe. Maybe the boss has his hand in that. Maybe, maybe we'll find out something for that. maybe maybe, maybe they're bringing back the Elder costumes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see Gene with that open up a, a costume though. So. <laughs> he's, like he's, been, he's been
2: losing weight though, so who
3: knows.
2: Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Yeah,
1: what it looks like anyway. So, well, those are our thoughts on. We we always I think we always at some point get back to what is Kiss doing right now. I think at some point the the episode, no matter what the topic, always rolls back into what is Kiss going to do in 2016, or rolls into. I hate the KISS set list, one of the two. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: um,
1: so those are our thoughts on that and our thoughts on the Ace Freely Origins Volume 1 set um, album due out April 15th. Go out and buy it. When it does come out, go out and support Ace if he is coming to your area. If he's not coming to your area you want to see us, go take a road trip and go see him. I had a great time when I saw him last year and I hope to see him again soon so leave us your thoughts on that on the FAQ message board or on YouTube remember you can watch the show on YouTube you can subscribe to the show via iTunes I'd like to get some more if you guys want to take the time and give us a rating on iTunes and leave us a review on iTunes I'd like to see that grow so if you are a fan of the show let us know about it over on iTunes I would Julian and I and Mark and Ken and Alex and the rest of us really, really would appreciate that. So take a, take a two seconds out of your day and go give us a go give us a rating. And even if you don't like us, go give us a rating too. Well, if you don't like us, just just ignore that. Don't. don't do that.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if you're listening this deep into the show, you must enjoy it to some extent. So, and you can also stream the show on Sprigger. If you're in your car, you can listen on the Sprigger app. Broadcast it through your Bluetooth on your phone. Comes in crystal clear.
3: And if you go on YouTube, leave comments because they're super funny to read sometimes.
1: Oh, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave that. <alone. laughs> so, those are our thoughts on today's topic. Leave us your t- leave us your thoughts on the Kiss FAQ message board or any other place you desire to leave a comment. So, I want to thank Julian for letting us do the show again this week without him, and I want to thank Alex, Ken and mark for being on the show today and leave us your feedback on that or leave us or leave alex your feedback on Barry Manilow if you get a chance for alex for ken for mark i am lonnie weiss our stl kiss on the kiss faq message board you stay classy kiss army
2: thank you for spending time listening
0: to the kiss faq podcast today all sales are final there are no refunds if you like Look us up on Facebook, or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.